I've, this one, this this piece of content's been kind of percolating, and uh, today felt like the day to make it. So um, I'm calling this "Why You Shouldn't Make Content," and I've made one other piece of content that it's, it's, it's dripping in irony as I'm making content about why you shouldn't make content. But this is why I, don't, I recommend most people don't make content. And I think, especially in our space for fitness, it's like everyone wants to be an influencer, and um, I think the reality is, and that's why the people that I have in, you know, all, all of our gym launch and gym lords don't, um, I, I advise them to not really make content because I don't think the ROI on the time uh, for them is necessarily there. And um, there's a couple reasons. So first off, if you were to look at how much time it takes to prepare content and then uh, make the content, and then you were to look at how much ROI you're actually getting from that, unless you have massive distribution, um, there's not a lot of ROI on it, right? Like for us, I have super high ticket, but a very small amount of customers. You know what I mean? I mean, in the, in the big scheme, right? In fitness, you need to have a very large, very large amount of customers. And in order to do that, you need huge distribution. If you don't have it, um, it takes a super, super, super long time to, 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 to get there, A. But B, and this is the one that like no one wants to talk about, the reality is that most people really aren't good enough to make good content. Because think about how many people are going to talk about like, keto is bad, keto is good, high carbs are bad, high carbs are good. Like, like count your calories. You should never count calories. Like clean eating versus not clean eating. IIFYM. You know what I mean? Like there's a million ways you can cut it and like none of it's new or, dif you know, different or original. And so like it's really, really, really difficult to stand out. And so um, that's kind of like the first major piece, which is why like I like I heard Gary Vee say this and like for those of you, I'm actually a big fan of Gary Vee's. He was like, you know why I didn't have content for the first 15 years of my career? He's like, because I wasn't good at shit. He's like, I was doing the shit that got me good that then allowed me to make content. He's like, but I wasn't making content for the first 15 years because I didn't have, I didn't have stuff to say. I didn't have any value to provide. And there's so many people that I see right now. I mean, I, like I see it all the time, especially in the internet space where guys here, dudes say, yeah, like you need to make content. And so they go on and like every day, like my Facebook live challenge, I make a Facebook live every single day. And then like, they just talk about nothing. You know what I mean? And expect like, and I think that's the surest way to never be heard. I think it's the, like, people only have, like, you only, have, for, like, a new prospect, you've got, like, 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds if it's a recommendation, to actually hook someone enough and provide enough value that they're, like, I'm going to keep listening, right? And then you've got that one piece of content where they're going to make a judgment of, like, either I'm never going to listen to anything from this guy again, or I'm going to listen to the next one, Right? And so you have this like super, super short window of time and you don't know which one they're going to consume, which is why like my rule for content is like only make good shit. And if I have nothing to say for two weeks, I, I don't say anything for two weeks because I have nothing to say and I value your time. And so, and I, I don't want any new prospects to come in and consume my piece of content that was like, eh, right? And then be like, eh, it's okay. You know, didn't say anything I didn't really think about already. And so like the amount of people and the amount of time that I see fitness entrepreneurs, right? go post on Instagram and spend this time writing their paragraphs and taking just the right picture. And like, how many clients are you getting from that? Right? Not really. Let's be real. You're not right. Versus like just focusing on paid acquisition to grow your distribution, your network. And then, and only then it, it, it sometimes makes sense. And then you, I think the best way to start is by really making content for your existing community who already know, like, and trust you who are going to now listen to you because you've already gotten their money right? Because when they pay, they pay attention. And then that allows you to develop and get better so that eventually you can be good enough for cold traffic who doesn't give a shit about you, right? So um, overall, uh, number one, I probably would say that's a really bad ROI in your time and just focus on acquisition marketing and sales because that is going to be a skill that is going to pay your bills today um, and not something that's going to be literally a 10 or 15 year investment that may never pay off because you might not be good enough and you don't, you won't know if you're not good enough 
until 10 years from now when you might still not be good enough, right? I'm just being real with you, right? And then that whole time you could have spent spending time and attention on marketing and sales where you would actually make money and like know immediately if you're getting better, right? Like it's, it's immediate feedback, which is why I love it so much. So, um, and for someone who's new, like if I need to solve their problem, like we need to do this today, we need to do this now. So this is the first one. Second thing is kind of reference back to what, what, what Gary Vee was saying there in that, in that little quote that I said, where he said, you know, for the first 15 years of my career, I didn't make any content because I was getting good at the thing that I would then later talk about, right? And so um, I was literally just boxing back and forth uh, with Russell about this this morning. Russell Brunson, he's a, uh, he's, he owns ClickFunnels, for those of you who don't know, big software company. Um, and I've been, I've been noticing of all of the friends that I have who do, it's really the people who do 10 million, yeah, I, think I would oh, 5 million or more a year that I know. Like I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, every single one of them, um, and I'll give, I'm going to give you names. So Brian Burt right now, I think they've got a five or $6 million run rate company. They're growing really well. They're, they're growing really fast. Um, he, uh, is now growing at the super fast rate now. And he's, I think in his mid thirties, mid to late thirties, but he spent the first like eight years of his, of his career selling auto glass to cold strangers, people on the road, he'd find chips on their thing. And then he would sell them auto glass, like auto glass repair in the moment, right there on the spot. And he had a team of like 20 guys and they were doing like 25,000 a day early on in his career. But he spent all this time on his own going there and learning how to pitch cold people. Okay. That was Brian Bird's story. Dan Kennedy spent years as a door-to-door -door salesman. Years. Door-to-door -door salesman. Pounding the pavement, knocking on doors, trying to sell people who never had met him before. Taki Moore, um, who we just went to go speak at his, uh, his Black Belt event. Right? Um, like he's now, you know, he's got his, his, his coaching company to do about t uh, 10 million a year. And um, I was talking to him about this and I was like, tell me how you started. And then he told me, I was like, no, no, like before that, like before that. And I guess kept going. And then it turns out he did two years of cold calling. And then um, after doing two years of cold calling, he then started doing cold live events where he would do cold calls to get people to live events where he then pitch them at these live events, right? And so this whole time before he became Taki Moore, that's what he did, right? And then, um, like, for, for, for us and just, like, my little story, and people say this all the time, they're like, man, Alex, you're so good at, like, sales and saying the right things to get people to do stuff. It's like, I did 4,000 one-on-one closes before anyone knew who I was. You know what I mean? Like, people hear that, but, like, when I was doing that, I wasn't making content. I was, like, spending all day selling shit. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I pulled that from, like, our mind-body report. So like, I don't even know how many consults that was because like 4,000 was just like the closest. I have no idea how many people I met with, right? And so it's like, oh, how do you, like, cause we get on these calls and, and we're like, hey, how do you say this? And how do you respond to this? And it's always like on the spot for me because I've said it a hundred times. Like I haven't just overcome that thing once. I've overcome it a hundred times because I did it so many times. It's not that I was good at it. I sucked at it and was like, huh, what can I say next time? Or I was like in flow one day and like someone said something and I said something right back. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna write that one down. That was a good one. Nailed it, right? How does the sales training work so well? It's like because we actually had to do it to sell shit, right? Like how do like <laughs> like the sales training that I give the gym owners who go into gym launch is what I gave my guys to sell memberships, right? To sell challenges. Like if they if they didn't like if I put them through the training and on the other side when someone came in they couldn't close them, the training didn't work. And so like it wasn't meant to be something that was like. 20 bazillion modules of whatever, like my entire sales training is like 45 minutes, 
right? But I knew that if I, if I put someone in one side and they go out the other side, the result is that when they say these words in this tonality, they make this type of statement, they make this joke at this moment, Mosey Nation, real quick, if you are a business owner that has a big old business and wants to get to a much bigger business, going to $50, $100 million plus, we would love to talk to you. And if you like that or would like to hear more about it, go to acquisition.com. You can apply anywhere on the page and talk to one of our team and see if we can help you get there. It works and people buy, right? And so like... <laughs> Um, the last piece that I wanted to add to this piece of content is like my three main core pieces about this was, um, so I just watched Rocky, uh, Creed, Creed two last night, um, which was great by the way, you should see it if you want to. I mean, it's a Rocky movie. So like, you're going to know exactly what's going to happen, but it was still a very enjoyable movie. And for those of you who have read expert secrets, talk about the hero's two journeys. Um, I would a recommend rereading that just one section about the hero's two journeys and then watch the movie with that in mind of like. Uh, you know, his first, his early triumphs, his point of conflict, uh, what things that he has to overcome. His big external goal is to, you know, be world champion, but then he has his internal struggle that he's facing as well, which is like feeling of self-worth and who he's really doing this for. Is he doing it to please others? Is he doing it to please his dad? Or is he doing it to please himself, right? And so like at the very end, you see him, you know, obviously achieve X, Y, Z goal, but then the thing that the audience really cares about is the internal transformation that happens as a result, which I just think is really cool and you should totally check it out. But with back to the Rocky cutscene. So every single movie in every single Rocky cutscene movie, or every whatever, every movie that every Rocky movie has a cutscene, right? It's like dun 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 dun, dun you know, they, they, they have the eye of the tiger moment, right? And so I feel like in business, there's this eye of the tiger moment, right? Where we're we're just getting our reps in, except instead of it lasting 90 seconds like it does in the movie, it lasts six years, 10 years, right? Before you get to that moment where all of a sudden you are the Rocky guy, right? <laughs> um, but you're like, and so I think a lot of times um, I see people trying to make content and this is like, this is more a little bit of a statement on the, on the, on the, on the internet marketing community, but also the fitness community. Um, people making content around stuff that like, they're not masters at. You know what I mean? Like they're proficient and it takes this much time to be proficient and it takes this much to be a master, right? At something. And, um, a lot of times doing all of that extra work isn't fun because <laughs> it's repetitive and boring shit. And, um, the route is that like, it is super boring. And so my, the, that was kind of actually how I originally wanted to start this. It was about this. Like, are you in your Rocky cutscene right now and aren't recognizing it? Because if you are, then let that encourage you and let that inspire you to, to keep going. Because like all of the reps are all the parts that no one sees, but they're the parts that build the foundation to the castle, that build the foundation to the legacy, right? And so like we, we've like, it's, I, there is not a single person who's hitting that 10 million plus mark, not one, not one, that doesn't, that doesn't have massive amounts massive amounts of um cold traffic experience doing really unsexy stuff so when i was i was telling you i was boxing russell about this this morning i was like hey man i'm gonna make this piece of content today um what's your backstory what were the what were like what were the things that see like and, and russell doesn't even talk about this which is which is i told him i was like dude you need to share this because people need to hear it so russell's like everyone's like wow russell's so good at making webinars blah blah blah, blah right so russell spent two years 
every single weekend pitching a cold audience. After that, he got tired of being away from his family. And he did that every single weekend for two years, okay? After that, he went home because he wanted to be with his family and then did teleseminars every single weekend for three years. Then after that, this internet thing started really like taking off, right? And he started doing webinars for seven to eight years, okay? Every single week, right? He did webinars, pitching, right? And then on top of that, through this whole duration of time, um, he, 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 he sent me this, uh, this document that has 110 funnels on it. So he built 110 profitable funnels before he built ClickFunnels. Hmm. And so like, no one talks about that. Everyone wants to be a funnel master, right? Everyone wants to be a funnel king and they have like one funnel. And I'm like, I'm self-proclaimed the worst funnel person ever. Like I still haven't even split test our original funnel because I'm all about the back end. And I think that if you can spend more to acquire customer, the funnel doesn't matter as much. And that's kind of more of a conversion specialist than a funnel specialist. So like, I'll be the first to say it, but that's, that's not my hat. You know what I mean? I'm like, talk about proficiency versus mastery. I'll do the 80-20 on the reverse side. Like, I just want to do the 20% here that'll get me proficient so that I can move on in my life, right? I will never, like, I have no desire to be a funnel king. That's just not my, not my thing. And if I want to do that, then I have to do an entirely different route than I am, right? But you see guys who have one funnel making content about being a funnel king, except their content is shit because it has no value because they never did the Rocky Cut scene that Russell did, right? And that's the difference. And so, um, number one, why I think most people shouldn't make content is because I think a lot of them haven't even started their Rocky cutscene or they're in the middle of the Rocky cutscene, right? You're in the middle of the eye of the tiger. You're not at the end yet. And so the things that you have to say aren't relevant enough, aren't different enough that anyone hasn't heard it because you haven't, you haven't had enough like mental attention that has gone to it that you start looking at the same water bottle in 19 different directions because you've seen it so many different times that you start really processing because it's just how much time and attention have you put to it. You start creating these neural connections around this tiny skill set because you've done it so many times, right? And that's the thing, the boring but consistent, boring but rich. Like we preach it all the time because like it's the truth and it's not sexy. It sucks, right? Like embrace the suck. Like how many times did I have to sit down? Like I, I tell the story because it was like this moment for me where I was like sitting down with this lady. I had like two people in the waiting room. I'm trying to close this credit card and she literally had a four-year-old who has a permanent marker in his hand. He's drawing on my wall, right? And I'm trying not to be like angry as shit at this kid, right? While trying to like stay smiling and close his mom because now I need, need to close the mom because I got to repaint the wall with the money that she's about to give me for this challenge, right? And so like, I, I was like this moment for me that I was like, man, but guess what? I didn't make content that day because I still had sales the next day, right? And I was still busy doing that. I was still busy building. And so um, anyways, if you're in your Rocky cutscene, like embrace it, be cool with it. Uh, because like, it's what's going to make you great. It's the thing that's going to separate you from everyone else. And so rather than shirking, you know, most people never actually finish it, to be real. Most people start it and, and dip out. Um, or they become kind of a fraud. They do a little bit and then they inflate how much they did, right? But you can know if it's inflated because if, it, if it's legit, then the things that someone has to say about it are gonna be you, new and unique because like there aren't that many people who have actually gone through the full Rocky cutscene to the end. And a lot of that wasn't like, if you talk to all these dudes who, are, who have the, you know, like the eight figure plus businesses, whatever, um, it's not that they're smarter, they're just more persistent. You know, they just keep going. They just keep going. 
and they try and learn the whole way, you know, like the whole time. It's not like they're going blindly, like they try and improve, try and improve, try and improve. And that's one of the big elements of mastery is like constant feedback and improvement. Right. But like, it's not after two months of selling that they're like, I'm a sales expert. Right. You're not. <laughs> like you only sell for eight months. You know what I mean? Like you're proficient, which is great. And that will feed you. But in order to gain like the influence that a lot of people want to have, and that's mostly because they just want to have influence people talk to them. I have zero desire to that. I want to have wealth. That's my goal. Um, I want to have the reverse effect. I want to be super, super wealthy and then have influence because of what I have done, not gain influence to then create wealth. I think everyone has it backwards. Um, Elon Musk has like 8, 8 million followers. Do you think he gives a shit on Instagram? No, because he's Elon Musk and he got influence because of what he did. He didn't get influence to then gain wealth. And that's where I think everyone's backwards on it. So uh, that being said, that's why I think you shouldn't make content. I think that's why you should embrace the Rocky cutscene um, and realize that the Rocky cutscene is truly going to be the highest ROI on your time because that's what's going to make you, right? You guys have heard me say uh, Proverbs 14.23 and all labor there is profit. And it's one of my favorite, I think it's one of the most hopeful Proverbs in the Bible because it says in all labor, there's profit, not some, not the ones that feel good, but because like every sale that you miss, you grow, right? Because it's really just every piece of effort that you put forward grows you. And the difference is that the more effort that you put forward, and this is where like when you're just not doing nothing, you're growing. And so it's like, just do because you will improve inevitably. And it's just the willingness to keep doing when you don't want to do anymore. Um, and I think that's the only thing that really separates those guys from everyone else. So anyways, lots of love. Have an amazing, amazing day. Catch you guys tomorrow. Bye.